So Psalm 119, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted, afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have, have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes alway, even unto the end. And so uh, in your handout on page six, we are on number seven, seven, item number seven, and the blanks there are the heritage treasure of God's people. The heritage treasure of God's people. And that's verse 111 again. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. And so I have uh, several extra notes here. You guys bear with me tonight. <laughs> so this first one is, uh, Taking Christ as Savior is the start of the new life. But as we grow, we understand more and more that he is the source of all good things, and we cling to him and call his heritage our treasure. And that's what I, I think the every Christian, as we grow in the Lord, that's what our experience is. You, you learn that every good thing comes through your relationship with Christ and because of God's loving kindness, you know, all the way from creation to our immediate day-to-day life and all of God's goodness to us, it's very much personal and God is very faithful. So I have this uh, Psalm 16, if you'd like, like to turn there with me, Psalm 16, verse 5 through 9. Psalm 16, verse 5 through 9. Psalm 16, verse 5, The Lord is of the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. And I know that when I got saved... Now, I was a little boy, <laughs> and I wasn't raised to, you know, be in church all the time. And so, really, my my walk with Christ was haphazard at best. And uh, yet, my my wife got saved uh, not long after we got married. And anyway, we ended up being ushered along. But uh, let me tell you, I did not appreciate everything I had in Christ when I first got saved. And for a long time, even to a young adult, I didn't understand everything I had in Christ. But as I have grown, and I'm not saying I'm particularly mature now, uh, but as I have grown, I have begun to see the value that it is through my relationship with Christ that I am supremely blessed. And I, I, I understand better and better as I, as I get older as a man and also as I grow in the Lord, it is through the relationship of Jesus Christ that come all of my blessings. And it's not just, you know, thank, thank God I have a good job. Thank God I have... You know, all of the blessings that we have, our, our family and, and our grandson, all these things. But listen, all blessings come through our relationship with Christ. Now, it's again, the world provides us nothing. And mankind, humankind, does not provide the blessings. All And you could point at anything in your life and you could say, well, there's this and I worked for that and I bought that. and I did. Listen, all of those things came by the grace of God. There's not anything you could point at in your life and say, that's me, I did that. 
<laughs> or that's this person. This person gave that to me. Maybe that person was the channel. But listen, God giving blessings is the source of blessings. And so it's important for us to maintain that it is good for me to cling to God. Listen, that the world is constantly selling us goods. And Satan is constantly pulling at us and pushing at us and, and tempting us and putting stumbling blocks before us. But listen, it is very important for us to cling to God. And it's through our relationship with him that we find all of our blessings. And so I, as I look at that verse, thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. It just strikes me as that person who says, I have found out that God is good to me. <laughs> I think I've told some of you about how when I was in boot camp, it, you know, it dawned on me. I'm still that young man. I was, what, 18? 18 then, right? So I was 18, and I didn't know much, but... God had been so good to me in boot camp. Every possible thing that could go my way kept going my way. And, I mean, it wasn't like boot camp was fun. But let me, let me tell you, when everybody else goes to what they called hell week, and it was guys just stumbling in into the barracks at, at 2,000 at night or 2,200 at night and just collapsing on the rack, and all I did was paint the company flag all day for a week long, and it's dawned on me, God has been good to me. And it... it made an impression on me. We still went many years before figuring out that we needed to walk with God. But anyway, my point is, is, is God is the source of good things at all times. And so uh, then I have this note also. When you look back and, and see how faithful God has been, we are encouraged to trust him more. First Samuel 7. I'd like to turn there. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. No, verse 9. So this is Samuel, and he's with the children of Israel. And Israel, is, as there's a lot of history in the Old Testament of Israel falling away from God, falling into idolatry, and God bringing them back. And there's, there's a lot about, it's not just about Israel, there's a lot about human nature as you read these things. So Israel's falling away from God, and Samuel says to them that you need to turn back to God, you need to turn away from your false gods, and put your trust wholly in, in God and serve him only. And so Israel t- gathers together at Mizpah, if I think it is, and, uh, and there the Philistines decide they're going to take advantage, and they decide to attack. And so verse 9 of 1 Samuel 7, and Samuel took a sucking, let me back up, verse 7. Um, and the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah. The lords of the Philistines went up against Israel, and when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Let me tell you, they're in a position of complete vulnerability. Israel is completely just at the mercy of of the Philistines, and they have no mercy. (laughs) And so verse 9, And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came into Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. And, you know, those memorials like this this, uh, stone that Samuel sets up, we need to set those up in our own lives. <laughs> when God has done a particular case of delivering us and helping us, strengthening us, forgiving us, 
Whatever the case is, is when we find those places where you know God has shown his grace, God has shown mercy and lifted you up out of the mire or, or, or protected us or delivered us, it's those times we need to mark it and make sure that our hearts never forget how faithful God is. And uh, I, I love that passage. It, you know, uh, and For that matter, it says in verse 10, And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day, uh, on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. Now, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly what the circumstances are, but it sounds to me like Israel didn't lift a, fing- a finger. It sounds to me like God thundered upon them. That's what it says. And God allowed them to take part. They pursued the Philistines and smote them, but the victory was God's. And that kind of circles back to what we were talking about here. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. And so there's so many things that because we belong to God, because the Lord Jesus has purchased us and we are his and we are joint heirs with Christ and we are his people, there's a lot of things that pertain to us. And that's that certainly is mercy and forgiveness and all those things. But we're going to we're gonna look more at that. So letter A here in your notes is it's there in your notes is we follow the Lord uh, and his ways. And part of his heritage while we're here is that we will experience trials, tribulations, adverse adversaries, sufferings and some of the same weariness the Lord Jesus did. So Psalm 119 makes a lot of repetition. And uh, and one of those things is affliction and troubles and trials and how faithful God is amidst the affliction, amidst, amidst the difficulties. So there's a, a New Testament verse about this. We're also looking at this in Sunday school. Anybody paying attention? <laughs> it's Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. It's there in your notes. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. And let me tell you, I, I feel like a lot of Christians are just, when affliction comes, the tribulations, difficulties, trials, they seem to be taken back like they didn't know it was coming. <laughs> and the truth is, is none of us are glad when the power goes out for four days. <laughs> uh, whatever's coming, we're just praying the power not go out. <laughs> Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Listen, God says affliction is part of life. Now, that's part of regular human life. But as a child of God, there's an extra layer of affliction. There is an enemy that is seeking to do harm to us and to harm our testimony and harm Jesus' name in our lives. And so there's this, this double portion of affliction that we have. The Lord Jesus, I could say, when he was walking on planet Earth, there was no greater target on planet Earth for Satan than the Lord Jesus. Now, we have certain records of like the time in the wilderness when Satan came and, and, uh, and three times he set specific temptations before him. But let me tell you, I can tell you of a certainty that was not the only time Satan tempted Jesus. And so listen, the point is, is there's nothing that you and I can face or that can suffer that Christ has not always already gone through and far worse than you and I ever will. And our point, the point is, is that like it says here in Philippians, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him. Thank God for that, because that's how salvation comes to us, by believing on Jesus Christ. But like it says here, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, 
But it is also given that we may suffer for his sake. It's baked in, in black and white. Suffering is part of this life. Now, there's a great deal more to this, but listen, it's very important for us as Christians to focus on this truth. Praise God, we have have valleys, and we also have mountains. We, We don't live in affliction all the time, at least not the same levels of affliction. Thank God for that, that the afflictions do end. Thank God for Albie always saying, this too will pass, and it will. It'll either pass sooner or later, but it will pass. And so it's important for us to recognize that these afflictions and troubles and trials, they are part of life. And therefore, when they come, you don't despair. <laughs> you just turn to God. You say, Lord, I'm in trouble again. I need your help again. <laughs> and we're supposed to do that. For unto you it is given the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. And so letter B, in here in your notes, <clears throat> we also share in his victories. So as much as the fact is, is... <laughs> We suffer affliction, and in some ways, specifically because of Jesus Christ being in our life, we suffer in those ways. But listen, because of Christ, we get victories. The overarching, overall victory we have in Christ. The fact that Satan lost the war at Calvary. At Christ's resurrection, Satan lost it all. And yet he's still here, and so he's still fighting, and so he's still seeking to diminish the name of Christ in mine and your life. And yet, for all of that, with Christ comes the victory. There is nothing that you and I can experience that we cannot have the victory in Jesus Christ in. So it doesn't matter what comes, every spiritual trial, every and, and mo- listen, there's plenty of trials. They may be physical, but there's a spiritual battle going on behind it. You look at Job chapter 1, you see that very clearly. There was all those things that happened to Job. I think it's one of the most important lessons that you get in the Bible is that beyond what we see with our eyes and can, can see with our senses, there is a spiritual war going on. You and I don't know the half of everything we see. There's a great deal going on that we cannot see except that the, Holy, that the Bible teaches us what is going on in the world or what is going on in the spiritual world and that there are battles going on. And listen, in Christ Jesus... The victory belongs to us. In the battles that we're facing on a day-to-day basis, thank God, at, the, at, at Calvary, my sins were put away. My sins were taken care of at the cross of Calvary, and Jesus rose in victory over that. But it's also my day-to-day battles. Those also are his to, be, to call a victory. And therefore, whatever battle I'm in, whatever troubles or trials or afflictions, Christ gives the victory. We should claim it. We should say, whatever's going on here, Christ gives the victory. And it may be minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or years. But whatever it is, uh, listen, Christ brings the victory, and it's ours by, by virtue of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read this. We will also share in his victories. We share with his uh, tribulations, and, and, and sometimes specifically because of the name of Christ, we experience things that are difficult and trying at times. But we also share in his victories and as sons and as daughters and joint heirs with Christ, vast treasures of joy and blessings that can only be hinted at with words. And I I want to turn to Psalm 149. No, no, no. We're going to say that. Well, I don't know. I guess go ahead and turn there. I wanted to say that for last. But my sticky was in the wrong spot. What number? Uh, 149, verse 1. 
<laughs> we share in his victories. I want you guys to see this. Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord hath Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people and to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon the judge upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints praise you the lord and we're not seeing all of that right now are we <laughs> i mean how about that passage verse 7 to execute i'm sorry verse 5 let the high praises of god be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands now listen, I, I am certain that we're not called to walk with a two-edged sword right now. And that we're not called right now to dispense justice on the Lord's enemies. <laughs> but listen, this, this very thing is coming. The Lord Jesus is going to come back. The Bible says that the faithful will be with him and he will bring judgment on earth. Now that's not, we don't glory in the fact that people are, are going to have the end of their opportunities to receive Christ and to receive forgiveness of sins. But listen, we are part of the judgment. The Bible talks about, Paul says in, in Corinthians, that know you not that ye shall judge angels. Now, I don't know why. I can't tell you why that is, except that in Christ it pertains to us. And so listen, the point is, is that right now we experience all kinds of difficulties. And yet, no matter what comes our way, in Christ we also have the victory. And we don't know how long it takes before this particular battle will end in victory, but it will. It will end in victory. Whether it's a health crisis, whether it's a crisis with family, whether it's no matter what it is, Christ will get the victory. And how do we wage war? There's all kinds of ways in which we participate now. We pray, we seek God's face, and we walk with God and we serve the Lord actively, whether or not the people we're caring about or concerned about, whether or not they ever respond. There's all kinds of ways in which we serve God. Like it says in the psalm, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Listen, the praise is supposed to be happening now. Like David says, I will praise his name among the heathen. We're supposed to be actively giving glory to God in front of people who don't know him. And I, listen, I know, I know how, how, I don't know how anybody else is thinking, but I know how I feel. And there's so many times in which I feel inhibited. I don't know what they're going to think. I don't know how they will respond. It doesn't matter. Our place is to give glory to God because he deserves it. Amen? <laughs> Hasn't he begun, been good to everybody in this room without exception? He is good to us 24-7. Whether we understand how he's being good to us at the moment or not. Brother Albert, you're going to say something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to get those out before I forgot them. <laughs> Amen.
swords and stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't have guns at that time. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so maybe, maybe our swords are shaped a little different. No, and, and listen, what you were saying before, you know, I, I think about that too. About you know, the fact is, is it's okay. We have the victory in Christ. That doesn't make us. You know, super soldiers. We're not we're not some sort of super buff military men on any level except through Christ in Christ Jesus. That's how we get the victory over everything and our place. Listen, I think where we can, you know, do our part is to be bold and to have faith and confidence in in the way of of just glorying in God's victory over everything. Yeah. Braggart or whatever. Right. It just, the Lord has taken me through some of these things. And so when I see other people doing this, yeah. going through that, I go, hey, God's got this. Amen. This and that's. That's how it's supposed to be, is that we are supposed to, you know, encourage each other. You know, listen, hey, I've been through this, something like this. All right? I know God's faithful. He will bring you. And that way, when you're going through it and you feel the weakness and the pressure and the oppression, you know, when you feel those things, a brother or a sister can be beside you and, and lift you up and give you courage and faith. And that's what we're meant to do, is to, is to sing God's praises. I, I love Psalm 149. It's a big blessing to me today. And so, um, in letter B again, we will share, uh, also share in his victories and as sons and, and daughters and joint heirs with Christ, vast treasures of joy and blessing that can only be hinted at with words. Listen, we are meant to be enjoying the treasure of his blessings. <laughs> yeah, and so many our minds are, and I, I feel like God is constantly reteaching us or unteaching us the things we've learned and reteaching us the things we need to learn. Treasure is not in stuff. I, listen, I, I have to. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff I want too. <laughs> listen, that's not treasure. Treasure is in our relationship with Christ and all that we have. And we have the Bible says in Ephesians chapter one, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And I don't think we understand the smallest fraction of what that means. You know, and a third of the angels fell with Satan, and <laughs> they lost. I, I mean, there's no telling what they lost when they fell from that place. And yet mankind, puny, wretched sinners that we are, God has exalted. Positionally, we have it now. Before God's throne, I am a son of God through Jesus Christ. I have, the Bible says, we are joint heirs with Christ. We share his inheritance. Like it says in Hebrews, to which of the angels did he ever say this? And we share that position with him. Not that we're like Christ as far as like a a son of God, but we are positionally, we are with him. Joint heirs with Christ. We enjoy blessings that he has brought to us. And he has procured these, these blessings for us. Listen, we are meant to enjoy them now. The problem is, is when we're so earthly minded that we can't enjoy the blessings that we have. And that's what this world is constantly doing to us, is getting us our minds off of the Lord and onto the here and now. Whereas we can be living for the Lord and for his blessings and, and rejoicing and exulting in those blessings day by day and encouraging each other. And that, that's, that's part of what this church is supposed to be about. Yes, sir. Or we're going to be in that race, or we're going to be there. We've got to rehearse, or we've got to practice. 
Yeah. We'd be up there and people be singing song, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you train before you fight. You train before you, you perform. Absolutely. And, that, and that, that's, that's what our lives are all about. And, of course, you know, the Bible says about Israel that he did not, when he brought them out of Egypt and he brought them through the Red Sea, that he did not bring them on the direct route to Canaan. It was, I don't, it's a pretty short travel, but he brought them the long way because he didn't want them to see war. And the point is, is that he spares us things when we're not ready for them. And the thing is, he's up to the task, but maybe our faith isn't up to the task. And so whatever the case is, is he is constantly training us. He's equipping us. He's strengthening us and focusing our hearts and our minds on him. And listen, like Paul says, you know, in Romans, you know, you know, who, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? When you get it so ingrained in your mind, the treasure that we have in the Lord Jesus and what that means in our life and our, and our walk here on earth, then you begin to be able to exult and cry out, I have the victory. <laughs> and it's not just hyperbole, it's the truth. In Christ, we have the victory, no matter what we face now, no matter what the earth brings against us. And you know what? You turn on the news and the, the news tends to disarm me. I, I don't know who else feels like that, but I can't watch the news. It's so disheartening, you know, and it, it affects me. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't. I, I tend to watch. Never mind. Uh, anyway, the, the point is, is that uh, there's nothing in this world that has to rob us of the peace, of the joy that we have in Christ Jesus now. <laughs> Not just someday in heaven. Now. We have it now. And we should rejoice we should be walking on cloud nine as we're walking through the world. And, uh, and the, the truth is, is I, again, I can't speak for anybody else, but I feel like I have to get my mind back on the Lord when the world tends to rob my attention away. Yes, sir. <laughs> they don't have somebody on the TV saying you have to get <laughs> you, you have to you have to you have to yeah 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 I was, t- I, was t- I was telling somebody at the work the other day they were talking about they they, they coughed and they they had, they explained they spent like five minutes explaining well you know just this and I said this is this is the world we live in <laughs> you have to explain your coughs. <laughs> Uh, listen, I got it. Whatever I got, it's probably bad. You're probably all going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably was bad a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay, so um, I have this note also. So I, underneath letter B, we also share in his victories and, and as sons and daughters and joint heirs with Christ, vast treasures of joy and blessing that can only be hinted at with words. So I have this note also, supernatural joy, peace, blessings in the midst of ad- adversities, and someday soon, sharing Christ's inheritance with him in heaven. This is the heritage that we have. That's what we have right now. It's not coming someday. We have it right now. And therefore, (laughs) in the midst of these adversities and trials and difficulties and afflictions, in the midst of that, you can have supernatural joy and peace. And you notice I say you can have because obviously we are not always there. Or at least I, I can't say anybody I know personally 
is always there. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter what comes, uh, that they are always rejoicing. And I think that we can. I think that we absolutely can. You can have the worst news in the world be presented to you, and you can say, praise God. You really, literally can. And so um, it, it's not that you're rejoicing at bad news. It's you're rejoicing in who God is and that he is faithful. And so, um, and so I, like Job responded to the loss of essentially everything except for his wife. Um, and you saw more of that in chapter 2. <laughs> but uh, he responded to, does anybody know? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And again, it's not that you're rejoicing in something bad happening. It's you're rejoicing in who God is, that he's faithful. He has, And, of course, you know by the end of the book of Job, God restored to him almost everything. The, the children that were lost were not restored. Uh, but God blessed him. And God, there was a purpose. And that's what we need to have inform us about whatever comes into our life. There is a purpose. It is never just to see us suffer. That's never God. I think that part of what, Job, what Satan's efforts there was to get Job to blame God for his circumstances. And I always think about it a lot, that the fact that Satan orchestrated it so it looked overtly that God had done it. And that was the idea, is to get Job to curse God. And, of course, Job didn't. And even at the end of chapter 2, he did not curse God. The Bible says he didn't charge God foolishly with his lips. And so the point is, is that we are not to do that. We are not to say, God, why me? God, why did you do this? The point is, is listen, God is holy and righteous and true, and his love for us surpasses anything that any of us can understand. To the point where Christ would come and die for us and rise again in victory over us. Listen, Christ loved us. There's no, there's no deficiency in his love. And so whatever comes our way, there is a purpose to it. The bad things that happen, the challenges that happen, the afflictions that happen, maybe specifically because of the name of Christ, there is a reason for it. And that's how we're supposed to respond. Yes, sir. A lot of times, I mean, we're, we're just like the people in the Bible. We don't think of it like that. No. That's why I was saying that a lot of the Old Testament, it's not just a study in Israel's failings. It's, it's a look at human nature. Right, right. We don't pray with the intention of, I'm praying and God's going to take care of this. Because like when Peter was in jail and the people were all praying. Yeah, amen. He come knocked on the door and he said, well, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's in jail. No, God, well, it's not Peter. We know that much. They didn't realize, I mean, that's like we are. We, we pray for things and mm-hmm. things happen. Yeah. Hey, hey, you prayed for this. Now, I took care of this. Right. I didn't know that this is what I was asking for, God. <laughs> well, you know, I, and I was thinking about something when you when you said that a minute ago, that uh, when I pray, sometimes, not, not even just when I pray, I feel like I'm constantly wrestling with my own mind. 
Anybody else? Never mind. Don't, you don't have to show. But I, I mean, I feel that sometimes as though I have to wrestle with my mind to get the thoughts that don't need to be there out of the way and to try to get my thoughts where they should be. And we're human. And sometimes uh, God knows what we need. What's that? Flesh gets in the way. Flesh gets in the way. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And so uh, I wanted to try to finish tonight. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to finish tonight. You guys want to stay an extra 20 minutes? <laughs> Brother Daryl said so. <laughs> I was thinking maybe a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, it is me, brother. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I can't finish tonight. All right. You guys have any thoughts or questions before we close? All right. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for, Lord, as we open up your word and we share together how wonderful and faithful you are. I pray, Lord, you help us to remember when difficult uh, things challenge us and, and challenge our, our, our thinking and our, our, our feelings, our emotions. Please help us, Lord, to remember that you're faithful, that you have a purpose to what you allow in our lives or what you bring into our lives, and help us to trust in you. Lord, help us to have faith and, and, and wait upon you and not insist upon our way, but help us to trust in you. And Lord, everyone who's traveling, Lord, please keep them safe. All the prayer requests that were mentioned, please grant your need, your, the needs there and the help and the healings. And um, we pray for the lost loved ones that were mentioned, Lord. Please help them to fear you and seek you and be saved and be changed and bring glory to you. And we pray for our, our neighbors, our loved ones, uh, co-workers, Lord. Have mercy upon them, we pray. And we thank you for what you do. Bless in the coming uh, week, Lord. And thank you. And please bless that the snowstorm not be mad, bad and we not lose power, if that be your will. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you all.